Welcome to Enchenio and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of Ancheño Strength Podcast for Spiritual Entrepreneurs. And today we have a very special guest. We have a science spiritualist. Her name is Billy Alice. Hi, Billy. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to chat about everything, everything yes. that you do. <laughs> so, Lovey, start by telling us a little bit about yourself so everybody can get to know you. Absolutely. Uh, so I am the sciencey spiritualist. Um, I'm an intuition and mindset coach. That's really the core of my business. Um, I got started basically just out of my own interest in all of these things. I've spent the last decade researching the psychology of our mind, how we create our beliefs, why we act the way we do, as well as researching law of attraction and energy and how quantum physics impacts the reality that we perceive. And I just was so fascinated by all of this that I just wanted to start sharing it with other people and was so fortunate that I was able to build my business out of something I loved so much. So that's how I got started was just following my own passion. I love that. You can tell your voice as well. You can see if you can see her face as well. It's just lights up. <laughs> love when that happens. And Millie, what's your background? What were you doing before starting in this path? Um, so I've really, <laughs> as far as jobs, <laughs> I've done just about everything. I've done more of the corporate nine to five. I've worked as a bartender. Um, I've held so many different types of jobs, um, which really is kind of my personality. Again, I like to explore, uh, like at one point I wanted to learn what it was like to work in a flower shop. So I manifested a position <laughs> in a flower shop. I was always just very interested in exploring different things. Um, so my background isn't necessarily per se in this. So mm -hmm. I did go to school shortly for psychology. I realized very quickly, I didn't want to be a psychologist. <laughs> I didn't want to pursue that actual path. Um, but it did spark so much of my own interest. And can I, can I ask you, since you've done so many different things, how was your transition from going, you know, from all those things? Cause you mentioned you were a bartender as well. I know that's a lot of, um, Cause I've done it as well. So there's a lot of <laughs> dealing with people and like you get somebody who's drunk there telling you all their problems. So you're kind of coaching somebody without, <laughs> you know, knowing it, Yes. <laughs> but how did you feel with the transition? How, what was the, like, what was the easiest part and what was the hardest part for you to go into your business? 
Um, so yeah, bartending was definitely a, a prerequisite to coaching <laughs> for sure. Um, but it really did help me understand different energy of people and kind of honing in on my own skills. Because while I bartended, I was doing this work on my own. I was mm-hmm. learning different things. Um, I was practicing reading Oracle cards for myself, learning to tune into my spirit guides all while I was still working in that bar setting. So it was really fun to interact with all these different people and start to feel their energies and hear conversations and get perspectives of people when I would tell them my interests and hear all of their (laughs) insights on it uh, and opinions. Um, Really probably the hardest transition for myself personally was kind of that coming out moment um, in the online space. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things I did when I created my business was I started a Facebook group and I made the announcement on my personal page. And uh, for most of my early life, I was very Christian. I was in the church. I wanted to be a missionary. Um, I like, when I say I was in the church, I was in, in the church. Like I participated in everything, uh, and through life circumstances, I I had been married previously that marriage did not work. And I ended up leaving the church. I knew I believed in something more, which is what actually was the catalyst for my spiritual journey, um, which led me to law of attraction. But on my personal page, I really hadn't talked about any of my beliefs for probably a good six years. So when I announced my business, it felt like this big moment of like, I'm about to expose myself (laughs) to everyone on my Facebook page that I kind of have some more out there beliefs. So that was kind of my first hurdle of getting comfortable being seen by people for what I wanted to do. I've always been curious about, you know, because like people relate spirituality, depends how you see it, like religious and spirituality. And everybody has their own view on it, you know, their own perspective. Mm -hmm. Since you've done, like you're working with spirituality, what what do you find that is, do you find there's a difference? There, there's definitely differences when you get down to ideology and doctrine, um, depending on beliefs as far as interpreting biblical text. And I really, like I said, like, I'm not a person to do anything small. (laughs) Like (laughs) I get all in, in anything that I'm doing. So when I was in the Christian faith, like I really tried to study the Bible. I tried to understand historical context of what was going on. Um, And I always had had certain pieces of that faith that for me, I couldn't quite reconcile in myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And anytime I tried to seek an answer, it was always just like, okay, well, like you just need to have faith that like, we don't understand everything about God and why he does what he does. And I was like, okay, like, I guess I can get on board with that. Um, So when I did start to separate I had so much conflict in myself because I'd had very profound moments with spirit or Mm -hmm. God, whatever label you want to use the universe. And so I wasn't leaving that piece of me. I was more just like, okay, I don't prescribe fully to what this religion is identifying everything as. And so I spent quite a few years trying to figure out for myself of what do I feel it's called? What resonates with me? Um, and through my different studies, cause I've researched a lot of different, more 
classified religions. Mm -hmm. And I've seen so many threads that connect all of them. And that's why even with calling myself the sciencey spiritualist, I didn't want to put myself in a box anymore. I didn't want to say, this is what my label is. I believe science or I believe Buddhism or Christianity. It's like, I believe what I've studied and what resonates with me. And I'm happy to share that. But even in my sharing, I'm never trying to convince someone that this is the thing to do. This is the belief to have. I would much rather inspire someone to question within themselves of how does that belief feel to me? How does that inspire me to be my best version of myself? Or does it disempower me? And then coming to that personal conclusion of this makes me feel like my best version. This is pushing me towards my goals and not hurting anyone in the process. I love Um, it. Even in science, there's so much that backs up what spirituality says. Mm -hmm. But I think like, I think in a way or another one, we all kind of need, we need to believe in something. We we need Mm -hmm. something that is, you know, and it's either till we get to the point that we fully believe in ourselves, we need that push of something else outside ourselves to get us there. And, and I think, I, I don't know, I personally, it's weird when people say God, I cringe. And then when people say the universe, I'm like, yay. <laughs> I have been for many years after I did leave, I couldn't call it God because I mean, so I could kind of be a little tangent, but um, like even understanding spelling, the spelling of words, like words really do have power. There's so much energetic that's happening in any words we use. Mm -hmm. Spelling is literally almost like spell casting. So when it comes to what words empower or don't empower, again, it's not going to be a blanket of this is the right word to use. That's a bad word. It's going to be the study of what do I feel within myself energetically as I use a word for a long time, I couldn't use God because I had so much energetic baggage from my personal experiences with church. So I could say universe because I didn't have those same connotations, excuse me, through the, you know, process of my healing and really digging into my personal experiences and releasing. I'm to the point now where I can say God and I don't have a literal visceral reaction like I used to. But for many years, I really, really did. Like, I'd almost feel like hot. I'd be like, God, like, no, no, I will say the yeah, universe. Yeah. But it's so personal. But I suppose it's just like, it's the relation with Christianity as well. And I lived in Ireland for a long time, Billy. And, you know, when everything just came out about the churches and everything, it was just like this, you know, it was just like all related. And like, it's something that you were yeah. just so shocked that you didn't want to believe in. And it's like, there's people that worships God and are doing these things. It just, you know, I think it, I'm going to use this word, but I think it fucked everyone up. Like everybody believes in something. It just went like, and I'm sorry for using that word, but I think it's the only right word to <laughs> say. Agree. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like everybody was just so stunned. So I think a lot of people start losing their faith about it and they start looking at other venues, other ways of believing in something powerful that is out there. Absolutely. Um, and I could go on so long about, you know, the deconstructing of my own faith and why I ended up kind of departing from the label of Christian, but still believing in that higher power, that source outside of ourselves. Um, But it really is, there's a lot of trauma in, in in many religions because of the big emotional experiences that can happen Mm -hmm. because you're interacting with other people. And as wonderful as people are, we can also be kind of traumatic. (laughs) 
to yeah. each other, unfortunately. <laughs> we can. Speaking of which, because you were talking about the power of the words and they can be a bit of a cast spell. Because uh, the other day I was thinking, like this thing has been in my head since like yesterday, right? And I'm, I'm actually going to do a live after on Instagram or on a, a video on it. But you know, like those videos, I don't know if you've seen them lately and it's like this on it. It's a new thing for men, right? Because <laughs> real men, real men do this and real men don't care about, you know, cellulite and real men don't care about stretch marks and real men. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, why are you even pointing those things out? I mean, like, I don't think women think about that until somebody points it out. Mm, I don't know what's your opinion because it's been driving me insane, Billy. I'm like, I'm trying to do a video where I don't come really angry because I'm like, (laughs) you know, as you said, like words are so powerful. And I think sometimes, you know how they say, and we watch something or we we watch, especially if we watch something in marketing, they say, if you watch it seven times, then suddenly it just gets ingrained in your brain and you want it. You probably didn't want it at the beginning and now you want it. And I think with these kind of things, it happens as well. If we keep watching, I'm like, okay, this, you know, advertisement about cellulite, this advertisement about losing weight, this advertisement, and it is always geared towards women. Mm, absolutely. Right? I mean, there's, there's a lot, unfortunately, there's a lot of money to be made on convincing people that something's wrong or broken with them. Yeah. Even in, even in the online entrepreneur space of yep. you know, push the pain points <laughs> and we live in a really interesting time just because there's so much available for us to consume, not even product wise, but just information wise, entertainment wise. Like there's just so much to constantly consume. And I'm all, I'm all for entertainment and consuming. Believe me, like I am on TikTok, I am on Facebook, I am all the places. Um, but the biggest thing that I've noticed when you're wanting to expand yourself in a spiritual sense, or even in an entrepreneurial sense, being very intentional about what am I consuming? And again, this is going to be this very personal exploration of what is the content Mm -hmm. I'm consuming sparking within me? Is it starting to make me have those reactions? Is it bringing my mood down? Is it lowering my vibration? Okay, this is probably something I need to give myself some space from. Um, And understanding everyone has all of their own intentions of why they're doing these videos, some might be trying to combat the fact that for years women have been told that our bodies are just inherently bad and we need to fix them for all these different reasons. Um, and inadvertently bringing more attention to the things that we don't want to have attention yeah. to. You know, it drives me like, cause yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was wearing, I was wearing, I was came from, from the gym and I went to this shop and this lady was like, Oh, you lost weight. And in my head, I was like, that was never my intention. She was like, well, you look like you look like you've lost weight because with the other clothes, you look fat. And I just I didn't know how to take it. You know, I was like in my head. I'm like, I don't consider myself a fat person. I'm like, yeah, I put a little bit of weight, but I wouldn't consider myself a fat person. <laughs> I'm like, it's the perspective of different people. And also what we you know, what we as you said, what we consume. Mm-hmm. because somebody Absolutely. who's a size, you know, some I think a size 12, a size 14, a size 16 is a normal size. When for somebody else, it'd be like, oh my God, that's too big, you know, or. Exactly. It's all going to be that personal perspective. And that's where so much of the spiritual work is learning how to pull back your energetic power for a lot of these things of just like, okay, yes, everyone is going to look outside themselves 
and assign opinion. That's really how humans are built. Like we can't help ourselves, but to put labels and boxes on Mm -hmm. things to some extent, it's how we make sense of reality. Um, And it's really when we're thinking about ourselves in the 3d space versus more of that spiritual 5d higher self space in the 3d space, we came here for the experience of life. We came here to label things wanted and unwanted positive and negative, but it is really, really easy, especially right now, given the abundance of information to take in, it's easy to get lost in doing that process and allowing other people to do that process to us from our bodies to our work. So part of, you know, mindfulness and really pulling your energetic power back is learning to carve out those specific moments to just be present with your own energy, to separate from, I don't need other people's labels right now. I need to get back to my own center of who do I want to be? How do I define myself? And that's really the core. That's what I'm going to maintain my focus on. Yes. No. And I love it. It's beautiful. I think most, more, a lot, like more of us should start doing that. Cause as you say, I think those labels are being put in like, even in the spiritual and the coaching world, it's like, it seems like they're taking that as well. And it's like, no, I had, a, remember a while ago, it was like, you know, when everybody was talking about 5D and 3D and it's like everybody who was in the 5D, like I had a few friends going like, oh, yeah, well, the bunch of, you are a bunch, oh, you're all a bunch of losers and you're all a bunch of like sheep that follow this. And I'm like, why would you? I mean, I thought going to another dimension, you know, <laughs> another, you're supposed to be nicer and kinder and understand that people are still on their transition. And if they can't go into that transition, it's still their choice. No, exactly. And giving space for there's a saying that I love that's when the student is ready, the teacher Mm -hmm. will appear. Yeah. And you cannot hear what you are not energetically ready to hear. So everyone has their own spirit guides, their own team, their own higher self that is vigilantly with them on their personal journey. It's not even the spiritual teachers who were out here, you know, telling our stories and helping and teaching. We're really only here to help the people who come seeking the information Mm -hmm. and are ready to hear it. It's not our job to go out and save people who aren't asking for it. That's their team's job. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) It is. It's people who are seeking for that because I I do. That's another thing that drives me crazy. It's like people trying to inculcate like their beliefs on you and you're like no and and I'm sure we all been in that situation that somebody's like oh you should do it like this and you're like yeah whatever no and you probably start <laughs> talking to that person because they got on your last nerve <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely and that's been one of the biggest shifts for me and my business coming from the Christian background I, I can look and it, it makes sense why I was very intent on like, I need to save my friends. I need to, you know, evangelize. I need to be a missionary because truly at the time, my belief was people who aren't saved are going to hell. If you really (laughs) believe that, of course, you're going to want to save people. That's a horrible thing to be like, I don't care. Go to hell. (laughs) But coming out of that, having my belief beliefs shift. I personally believe we're all infinite souls who come here to play the game of life, to live experience, to have contrast, to expand our souls. Um, so from that belief system, I'm like, it's not my burden to save 
anyone's soul. Everyone's soul came here to experience. Yes. Because if you really think of our soul in that 5D space, when you're in perfect harmony with the universe, there's no space for expansion because perfection by its definition is finished. If something is perfect, you stop work on it. There's nowhere else for it to go Mm -hmm. beyond perfection. So the only way for our soul to have a different experience an expansive experience is to be in a space where there is a place for choice, where there's a place for labels, where we can say yes or no, where it can be imperfect. And that's something I really try to bring to all of the clients that I work with is the aim is never for your perfect perfect Mm -hmm. life to be fully healed. The aim is to better understand your own energy so you can feel better while you're on the path. And the path is going to be bumpy. (laughs) There's no getting off the bumpy path. Yes. (laughs) Billy, can I ask you, do you think that's part of like, when you, when you get to that state, it's part of letting that ego go as well, letting ego completely. Okay take a hike. <laughs> this is what we're going to do now. <laughs> you know, because I think a lot of the decisions that we make are ego-based, but especially when you said, oh, everybody needs to be saved because you believe in your, you believed in your own word that that's how it was. And that's it. And you were right. And everybody else was wrong. Yes. Right. <laughs> so my take on ego is I view it more as, as a making peace with my ego than trying to fully release it or escape it. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, we came here for experience. We choose this avatar to be in this lifetime. And so we are, I don't love the word limited, but we are encapsulated. That's probably better. We're encapsulated by this self in this lifetime. So we really are only able to view everything, even with as much empathy as we could ever conjure in ourselves. We can never truly view someone through the own, their own eyes. We can only view it through the sense of self. And that's not a bad thing that was designed for us to be able to experience of life, but it can get to the extreme. It can be where ego takes over or fear takes over or our sympathetic nervous system tries to be the driver to protect us. And that's where you start to bump into those problems of trying to force your view on someone else. That comes from a place of I'm feeling unsafe. I would feel safer if everyone reacted the way that I do. So making peace with your ego is going, I understand you need to be here for me to play this game. Because again, if we didn't have ego, we'd just be our soul. Yeah. So why would we come here? Yeah. This, so it's in small doses, but you don't get to be the driver. You're not yeah. in charge. You're just part, you're part of me. Um, I'm a multidimensional being and I get that you need to be here, but you don't get to be, you don't get to yeah. run the show. I, I really like that perspective, well, especially, you know, I think it's hard for everybody when you start your business, ego does take a lot of this for, for the, it takes the main stage, you know, when you have to do a video, when you try to get out of your comfort zone, when you like you did open that Facebook groups and announcing it like that, you know, it is, it's like, you start going like, oh my God, what they're going to say about me. And I always say this, like the word does not revolve around us. <laughs> no, as much as we want it to, it doesn't. <laughs> but it, it, that's what I'm talking when, when it comes to the ego part. And I like the perspective you say, like, you know, don't put it on center stage, but have it there. Because sometimes it has saved us. I think I have to admit it has saved me from, well, from certain and- relationships. 
absolutely. And, and really, if you kind of put ego into more of the perspective of it's the physical human brain and you're a soul that's creating, that's animating the consciousness of the human brain, the human brain subconscious, its job is to keep you alive, mm-hmm. but it's very black and white. It doesn't understand subtlety or, um, where a situation, if it sparks your fight or flight, we see this a lot with like public speaking, yeah. that fear, your subconscious doesn't have the ability to go, oh, you're not actually in physical danger. All it's responding to is I feel fear. I'm going to try to get my, my human body to safety. And the usual best option is flight. That's yeah. why we want to run away. That's why your heart rate goes up. You're prepared. Your body's physically preparing to run away from the danger because your brain can't understand that public speaking is not the same as being chased by a lion. Yeah. It just yeah, feels yeah. the fear and tries to respond. So part of that making peace is going, I understand what you're trying to do. <laughs> ego. <laughs> you think I'm in danger. You don't want me kicked out of the tribe because then your chances of survival are lower, but I'm not actually in danger. And that's part of learning to, I guess, conquer the ego is learning what those signs are really meaning and finding the techniques of, okay, I do have the conscious power to calm my body back down, to ground myself in the present moment and realize and tell my nervous system, I'm actually safe. Nothing's Mm -hmm. actually threatening my livelihood right now. So I'm safe to do this. I can consciously choose to show up in fear anyways. But it's interesting, like when we get that physical feeling, automatically we think there's something wrong that's going to happen, right? It just goes into (laughs) that negative, like, because I had a a coach here before. She's a confidence coach. And she said that she did a TED talk and she was like, and she spoke about, you know, being excited. And she was like, the feeling that I got going on stage to talk about being excited was the same feeling that you get when you're frightened. It's the same exactly. You feel the same emotions in your body, but one is positive and the other one is negative. But unfortunately, when we feel that is, and you know, when something, let's say you forgot, you think you forgot to close the door in your house and you still, you get that feeling. You already think that something wrong is going to happen and maybe something exciting coming, <laughs> you know, something yep. different. And I I get this so often. Um, So many people come and they're like, what's wrong with me that I go to the negative? And it's like, no, that is how our brains are programmed. Mm -hmm. Highlight the negative because that gave us the better chance for survival. But understanding that we aren't just, you know, robotic slaves to our own brains programming and we have the conscious ability to shift our, our thought patterns. It's just recognizing that it's going to take a while to shift from that predisposition to negative and learn the new habit of airing more on the positive side. It's yeah. okay that our knee jerk reaction goes to negative. Yes. Yeah. How our brains are wired. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're broken <laughs> or wrong, but we don't have to stay in that space. Exactly. It's like the cats that go <laughs> every time something yeah. happens. <laughs> automatically and my kitten did that this morning I just called her up and she just went like and I was like what's wrong she's like she was all like uncle she didn't know where to run it was like nothing was happening that's exactly what I do (laughs) 
<laughs> my god Billy we were going to talk about manifesting and like this conversation took another different turn but uh and I love it I absolutely love it I'm just like it's there's so much depth into spirituality and how we perceive it and and, and I love the way you you're explaining it and how you teach as well how you use it with your clients you know that every everybody finds their own little way you know, there's that there's not this like, okay, this has to be like this. Uh, we we all perceive things differently. And but let's talk about manifesting because I said it to you. I was like, we talk a lot about intuition here, but intentionally start manifesting. How do we tell somebody who's just starting starting their business, never heard about manifesting before? They're like, yeah, okay, the law of attraction. What the hell is that? <laughs> yes so the law of attraction another way to put it is a lot of energy um or what you focus on is what grows um so everything and this isn't even just woo this is backed by science at its core when you break everything to its smallest components it is simply energy and you see this really interesting phenomenon As you break things down smaller and smaller, Newtonian physics, the 3D of what we're used to, starts to break down and particles begin to act very strangely and differently. Um, There's so much, again, I could totally go off on a whole tangent about quantum physics, Um, (laughs) but essentially the quick version is the nature of of reality is energetically based. Everything from the solid table that you're sitting in front of to your very thoughts, everything is energetic. So when you can start to understand that and understand the reality that you're perceiving, you are always manifesting because your expectation, your belief systems, everything that's happening in your brain, both on the higher spiritual planes, as well as in your physical brain, Mm -hmm. it's been studied. There is um, expectation bias. What you believe to see is filtered out by your conscious brain from your subconscious to reinforce your own beliefs. And the law of attraction is bringing you things that match your beliefs. So whether you're doing it on purpose or not, you're manifesting and being aware of the reality that you expect. So with that knowledge, when you decide, okay, I want to start a business, I want it to be successful to intentionally manifest, you have to start intentionally becoming aware of what are my own beliefs and biases already within myself about my abilities, about the market, about what I'm doing. And you have to start paying attention to not inadvertently manifest the very things you're scared of. So when you start bumping up on limiting beliefs of I'm going to want to buy my product because the market's too saturated. That's how you accidentally manifest mm-hmm. a market yeah. that's too saturated to intentionally manifest. It's finding ways. I believe you can use qualifiers for your affirmations. Mm-hmm. Like I believe what I'm creating will be unique in the marketplace. I believe that there's space for everybody in the marketplace. I believe that there's enough customers who want these things in the marketplace, finding ways to be intentional about what you're going to be calling forth from the universe. You feel your energy shifting when you do that, don't you? It's like when you, I don't know how were you when you first started your business, but you go with a different mentality. It's like you think you have to work really, really hard and it's like, oh, and hustling and hustling. And then when you shift into that energy, it's just like, okay, all right, everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Yes. And I definitely approached at the beginning of my business with 
what I was seeing other coaches do. And again, it goes back to beliefs. There's so many out there. It's not to say that you couldn't hustle and work and have a successful business. Mm -hmm. Clearly that happens because there's people out there who do it. The bigger question is, does it feel good to me to show up this way? To some people, they can show up constantly and they're not facing burnout. They're really in their power. It's just how they're built. That's beautiful. That's fine. But applying just blanketly on yourself of this successful person does it this way. I need to follow suit. If you notice as you're following suit, you're starting to burn out. You're starting to not feel engaged with your audience. You're starting to resent the calls that you're actually booking. It feels so hard to get up in the morning and show up for your business. That's your sign that you're probably unintentionally manifesting a business that will not have longevity because you can't show up in it. The better way to show up in your business is from the start, pay attention to how you're feeling as you're taking actions. Doesn't mean you're not going to work, but it's being hyper vigilant of how you're showing up to work and not doing something just because you should show up this way. (laughs) It's going to create more authenticity to show up in a way that's actually authentic to you. And Billy, what would you recommend for somebody who's just getting started and try to rewire those system beliefs because yes you are there you're trying you know you're building a business online so obviously you have to be online and I don't know about you guys I know in the first year I was just non-stop I was constantly online constantly (laughs) you saw me everywhere everywhere you turned I was there and then it happened it burned I burned out and I was like I'll never do that again and ever since I stopped I was like okay I'll do it you know I'm consistent but I don't drive myself insane and things have come mm-hmm. with a different energy. But for somebody who's just getting started, that it is, there's there's so much of that hustle, um, what do you call it, culture. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I even see now when I see quotes that it's like, work harder. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> but for somebody who, especially if you come from a job, you know, we come from, you come from a corporate or you come from, we come from a system in general, when it comes to work, mm-hmm. that work harder represents you're better at your job. You're, you know, it, it's just that relation. There is a very pervasive idea that more hours equals more productivity. Um, and really research doesn't even back that up. So what I would say for someone starting out, bringing that intentionality before you start whatever mm-hmm. piece you need to be productive on. So again, being in a business, there's going to be aspects that aren't our favorite. For me, bookkeeping, not my favorite thing. (laughs) Obviously it needs to be done. So to be consciously intentional about your energetics as you're approaching your business, start by aligning yourself energetically to whatever task you need to have done prior to beginning it. So, okay, I need to, I need to bookkeep set. I'm getting 60 minutes. And I'm going to bust out as much Mm -hmm. as I can align with your energy first go, okay, I'm going to put my favorite music on. I'm going to be hyper intentional about what I'm doing in this moment. I'm going to turn off notifications. I'm going to be very present with this task. Now, this specific advice that I'm talking about, this is more generated around the tasks that you're less 
excited about yeah. showing up for, <laughs> but it can be translated to things that you even do like doing, but it's just setting that intentionality before of, I don't need to work eight hours every single day on my business that will probably burn you out. Um, especially if you're not seeing revenue from your business yet, because there's something called the law mm -hmm. of energetic exchange. And if you're doing too much on work on your business before revenue starts coming in, you will energetically deplete yourself. Yeah. So being hyper vigilant of, okay, I'm setting my timer. I'm going to bust as much as I can out in this shorter stint, like sprinting versus marathon, and then aligning your energy first of like doing some of those affirmations of like, in this moment, I'm going to be very productive. I'm going to be very conscious of what I'm creating. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to find a way to enjoy the fact that I'm investing in myself and my business in this moment versus feeling like, Oh, I can't believe I have to book you. Yeah. Like I hate this part. <laughs> yeah. But you see like, you can even see it in the body when you do it like, Oh, and your whole body just like, oh. you know? it's like, I want mm -hmm. nothing to do with this. <laughs> Billy, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. My God, I was like, I think we have conversation for like a thousand podcasts. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll definitely want to bring you back in the future. Lovey, if uh, you are releasing a magazine, are you releasing a magazine this month? You want to talk a little bit about it and uh, how yes. people can find you? Yep. And it really ties in so much to our whole conversation. So the magazine is called the real vision board magazine. I made it specifically for women entrepreneurs. It's full of articles written by other women entrepreneurs who are out here pursuing their dreams on all different types of levels of, you know, longevity in their business and just starting out and monetary success. But all of them are super passionate, super incredible women. Um, and then I filled it with affirmations. I filled it with specific words that people want to align their life with, with images that people want for their vision boards. Um, so I, it's really the one-stop shop to create your <laughs> ideal vision as a female entrepreneur. It has travel images, family life, entrepreneurship, personal development, health and fitness. Uh, I really try to cover as many topics as I could. <laughs> so you really can make your ideal vision board, but instead of needing like 25 magazines, yeah. you just have yeah. one that is full of inspiring stories inspiring words and then you can just sit down and get to clipping <laughs> i love it <laughs> love it love it love it okay hun. and if anybody wants to reach out and get to know you more work with you where they can find you um so i do have a facebook group the sciencey spiritualists i go live i share all of the things i love to nerd out about <laughs> similar to this in there <laughs> Um, as well as my uh, Instagram, Sciency Spiritualist, or uh, the Real Vision Board magazine is also my Instagram. All right, awesome. So uh, I will drop everything on the thread. So don't worry about it if you don't get that. If not, you can you can listen to it again. <laughs> you can always do that. <laughs> and, and Billy, the, tell me something. I asked everybody a different question, and I'm like, for you today, it's going to be, What has been your biggest, biggest spiritual breakthrough? Ooh, that is, I'm, hmm, that's a good one. Because I have had quite a few. I'd say probably the biggest spiritual breakthrough for me 
came about six years ago. Um, I had this moment where I realized I was wishing away 80% of my life for 20%. I wanted the weekend, the vacation, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of dealt with the rest. And my guides really were like, is that what you want? Like, is that the life? Is that really what you believe is as good as it gets? And so the biggest breakthrough for me came from allowing myself to believe I could have something different that I could switch it to 80, 20, the other way that 80% of my life could feel really good and should feel really good. 20% it's going to be the dips and the dips are important because that's where growth happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but finally allowing myself to work on the idea of fun first. And I built my business on that concept of my fun is my priority. I, it doesn't mean I don't do things. Like I said before, it doesn't mean I don't do things I don't enjoy, but finding a way to make them feel more fun and prioritizing how I feel above responsibility, okay. <laughs> which <laughs> even today still feels really radical, um, but that has been how, <laughs> um, but that's been the biggest spiritual breakthrough to a happy life is making my happiness the actual priority first. I love that. I love that how you said that 80, 20. I never thought about it like that, but it, it is, it is the actual truth. It's like you spend five days in a job that you absolutely hate running from A to B and probably commuting or, you know, and, and just being miserable. No, you know, even if you're making a lot of money, sometimes it's nice to take a, a cut on your pay and actually be happier. Okay, Alice, so thank you so, so much. And everybody who's listening, if you have any questions, just drop them in the podcast, reach out to Alice. Like I said, all the, thre- all the links are going to be on the thread. And thanks, thank you so, so much. And thank you so much again for having me. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, light, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.